Oh, did I bring my paper? Oh yeah, I wrote it in glittery pen. Ooh, oh. like sparkle pen. That's very sparkly. Uh, yeah. Super magic sparkle pen. Um, I'll tell you what I do notice 4K Netflix with quite a lot is mm. cartoons, anime, like fu oh. um, future, what was it called? Ah, Final Space. When I was watching Final Space, I could, you can see there's no like grain on the black lines. Yeah. It sounds stupid, but no. cartoons really do benefit from Yeah, because everything's really crisp. Like overly yeah. crisp, like a 1080p in, uh, Adventure Time. That's always a ruddy delight of an evening. It's finished now. Is it over, fully over? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like uh, two seasons behind, so um, there have been about 44 seasons. Fully over. Past ep Last episode was like 45 minutes. <clears throat> it was about 45 minutes. They basically crammed everything, every loose storyline that they oh, developed over the last was five it good? seasons. It's very good. Right, okay. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll retone it. Oh, that's all I need. I'm sure you'll find out at some point if I was lying. I'm not lying, it's great. Mm. Is it is saying it's great a spoiler? Is saying something's great actually a spoiler? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a recommendation. That's all you need. That's all my dad has ever needed. He's never needed trailers or anything like that. He said, I just need somebody to say that's good, watch it. I don't but you've trailers. also got to know the person. That trailers, trailers is... I, I, I can't watch trailers for movies unless I... I'm massively on the fence and I don't really care about it. But if it's something like, say, a new Star Wars film, like 99% of it is the imagery, right? So as soon as I see the trailer and there's the scenes or I understand how the tone is going to look, like The Last Jedi, I, I didn't watch any of them and then I came into it and I, it's great. I, I, I don't know. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do trailers at all because I think it gives away way too much of the story and I'm yeah. just not... I've complained about this, no, complained about this before. Modern trailers are terrible for it. Mm. Like, oh, that was the one funny joke in this film and it was in the trailer. Yeah. Meh. No, not a fan. Bad times. Bad times. This is Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms, this week hosted by two of your favourite people, again, myself and Terence. Hello! Because How are you all? One of them's in Asia, one of them started a new job. Yeah. What's your idiom? What's well, my idiom this week? My mm. idiom this week is bless your cotton socks. Oh, what, what socks have I got on? I've got probably some sort of... They look woolen. Uh, no, they're decidedly not the Uniqlo socks. That sounds like they're a mixed fabric, Terence. Are you aware that the Bible is against that? Oh, mixed fabric, yeah. Sorry. Oh. You're living in sin. I, hope uh, you know I love it. Not, I meant once met a monk who... It wasn't really a monk. Sounds like but, the start of a joke. But he went, yeah, he was used to sell CDs called Monk Rock. Around Blackburn, and he was like, and then he, he would advertise it on the motorway. And one, he came up to us and said, "Do you wear socks?" I was like, "I guess." And he said, "Because this will knock them right off." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, now you've got, you've got to buy it now. That's that's just great." Um, so yes, my idiom is "Bless your cotton socks." What's your idiom? Uh, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Ah, it does. Does it? Yeah. So I'll tell you an interesting fact. No, in fact, I'll just say it straight out there, right? Should we just go with my... Go on, let's go right. with yours. So, <laughs> as I was reading this, Mythbusters did it and, and kept a, a, a rock or stone um, rolling for six months and then came back to it and indeed, it gathers no moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their experiments are just so pointless. I mean, they're brilliant. I, I do like Mythbusters. I was a big fan of them when they were on TV, but mm. those experiments are just so pointless. Mm. I think one of my favourite ones that they did was um, does running through the rain make you less wet than if you walk through the rain? Yeah, I thought it made you more wet because you're hitting more rain molecules. Apparently it doesn't. Oh, is it equal? 
No, it's um, less. It's by about 10%. You just don't get as wet if you run through rain. So if you were to run somewhere instead of walking somewhere, walking just gives you more of a chance of getting wet. Oh, yeah. exciting. I could be misremembering it entirely. Yeah. They also did that. Didn't Netflix do, speaking of Netflix, didn't they do a white rabbit thing? Wasn't that? Was it? Um, it was like... Is it by the other people who did Mythbusters? Yeah, it was the Mythbusters, but the boring ones. Yeah, it was a bit long, and there was lots of, like, skits. But really, all I want to see is Adam Sandwich. Adam Sandwich. Sandwich. (laughs) Oh, I love him even more now. Um, (laughs) And Jamie Heineman. Heineman, yeah. Heineman. Uh, I just want them to see them think, right, how do we do this? And then going, hmm, let's do some maths, and then let's make it. And then I just like watching them make stuff. Yeah. That's all I care about. The actual experiment yeah. is just, nah, don't take or leave it. But yeah. But it's the making of it, yeah. Which is why that show with uh, was Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec, there's this, it's a bit like a Bake Off style show in America called Making It. And they just say, this week, um, make this shed into some sort of party space. And there's like woodworkers and regular crafters and this guy just just as felt. And this one guy just like took the roof in half and put it on casters. And so that it would open up and you could look at the stars. And it was just like, oh, it was just so fascinating I've to watch. I've never heard of this show. Yeah, there's, it's only five episodes in, in America. So. Uh, okay, relatively um, new on then. Yeah. Huh. And the other show, which everyone should have downloaded or watched and nobody did, was Jim Henson's Creature Shop Workshop Challenge, which was they make, like, animatronics and they have, like... Um, Jim you know, Henson? As in... Yeah, the, yeah, like the Muppets, the Muppets and um, Labyrinth and... But, but he's dead. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Right. So they do all the animatronics in... Well, not all of them. It's like Stan Winston's workshop and Jim Henson's. And, uh, okay, so it wasn't yeah. actually one of his. It was just like a, a, a look back at all his yeah, imagine, and things. Yeah, like Yoda now. They, they still would have been actively involved when, you know, yeah. Last Jedi. Whenever there's a puppet. Spoilers. Um, anyway, a Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Yeah, I know, right? What awesome. does it mean? Um, I don't know. It, it, isn't it? Isn't it kind of? Doesn't it evoke images of? Um, it's like you're a wanderer. Yeah. You, you as an individual, are, are a nomad. You have no yeah. home. You sort of travel from place to place. You are um, Captain America in the latest Infinity War film, in Infinity War. But he, but he gathers intrigue and um, intel and, and um, a beard and, and he, yeah, and his friends. He does gather uh, a beard. He's significantly more awesome, actually. He is. That's because he's, he's Nomad. I think he's, he's called not Nomad. He's Cap, he's just Steve Rogers. He's Nomad. I think that's his name. I'm is pretty he? sure that's his like, character name. Oh, that's name. cool. Yeah. No, nomad. Anyway, a, a Rolling Stone gathers no moss. It's, you know, you don't you don't attract anything. You know? mm. you're know, you like Sam. You have no personal possessions. <laughs> he does. He's got my guitar <laughs> in storage somewhere. Hi, Sam. Uh, if you're out there, it, I wouldn't mind it back, uh, you know, it's I, I've got four guitars up on the wall now. Uh, Adam's seen them. It uh-huh. looks great. It, Admittedly, look great. I couldn't put that one up there, but I could at least smash one. Um, that could be your one, so I will take that back. Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. He's in Koala Lumpur at the moment. Is he? Mm. With my guitar. <laughs> is it like that scene in Amelie where they take photos of the gnome in a photo booth? Maybe it is. Maybe he has actually taken your guitar with him to Koala Lumpur. I wouldn't put it past him like to be fair. Hostage. Photos coming through the post. Like. So you think it's about somebody who has a nomadic lifestyle and therefore gathers no moss, such as friends, family, or possessions? Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you were going to use it in a in a more um, metaphysical sense, you could use it as someone who 
doesn't form emotional uh, relationships with people. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think I've heard it used like that. As in, mm-hmm. a Rolling Stone gathers no moss is somebody who's just you know indifferent to everyone and doesn't stay long enough to form meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's actually true, or whether or not I've just thought of it as quite a good plot for a short story, I don't know. Nice, is it? Uh, yeah, more or less. Uh, Would you like to know an origin? Have you got multiple origins? I, mean, mul- I have multiple. You have multiple origins. And I've written it in glittery pen. Glittery blue pen. It's re- look. I don't want to read it. Can't see it. I know you can. Ooh. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Go on, what are your origins? Seductive what paper are, dance. What are your potential Ooh. origins? Uh, right, so. I think I think we, we know that the meaning now, at least, is that uh, if you run around for a while, you're not going to get any friends and you're going to lose all your possessions and you're going to end up some sort of fancy hobo or one of those really annoying people with lots of anecdotes about the travels on the gap yards. Gap yards. On gap Um... So, um, so the the first origin uh, comes from the 1800s in the USA. Was it the USA at that stage? I think it was actually. But uh, obviously, there's a lot of people living in the middle of nowhere. What well, didn't the US gain independence in 1776? Oh, perfect. Yeah. So around then. Okay. Whenever. Around then. So, <laughs> so uh, obviously the, the the infrastructure wasn't quite there, and people live in the middle of nowhere essentially, um, and so but they still called people rolling stones just because they were wanderers across the the great plains of the u.s and they would you know it's just how americans are famed for their boulders that get taken in the wind and blow across the plains often rolling roll it crushed a town rolling 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 that song came into my head as well yeah (laughs) hide um but yeah so it in terms of disaster planning a moss was really good when you dried it out for fires in times when you're in the middle of nowhere and all your logs get kind of damp or you haven't adequately prepared it. So they would go and uh, kind of store it up through the year. So it was kind of like a um, a backup a okay. backup plan, like yeah, plan B. Okay, and they would have stores, and the person that's sort of wandering and rolling mm. around the place wouldn't carry a bunch of moss around. With yeah, them. essentially, they would die in the wilderness. Yeah. Went like of on wet. the on the off chance they need some moss to start a fire. They they just it's, it's pretty damp. It's pretty rubbish for that, right? Which is which is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Right. So uh, intriguing. The, the next one was uh, from uh, eleven hundred AD. Mm, that's quite a long time ago. Right. Uh, early Britain, uh, and it's translated from Old English. Um, it's a proverb relating to getting lost in the wilderness again, um, whereby uh, a person wouldn't gather, but in the other sense uh, of like understanding, wouldn't gather that moss grows on. The north side of of a tree, and therefore, you know, if they're, they're if they're lost, like warriors essentially from like different tribes, um, if they panicked, then they wouldn't notice that like oh wait that grows on that side, and therefore that's north, right? Um, mm. It was, and the whole proverb is about being calm and still. Um, and as I also found out in the southern hemisphere, it grows on the south side, which is the shady side. Mm. Yeah, so that whole thing's totally the other way around. But it, it's kind of like a uh, a translation from Old English, and then it's just... So an actual idiomatic proverb. Mm. Yeah, mm. pretty much so. And the third one, uh, from the 1500s, or 1600s, no, 1500s, uh, from uh, John Haywood, if you, you sound, remember last time. You sound so sure of yourself. I remember John Haywood. Yeah, oh, you should remember it from another book of proverbs uh, related to um, Planta K. Sapus transfers non coalescit which just means uh frequently replanted trees yield little fruit but yeah so it's all about how 
you know, you keep moving things, it's not going to grow moss or fruit. Okay, so it's an evolution. Diminishing returns. Okay, so it's an evolution of that. If you keep planting a tree, doesn't it die eventually? Um, it depends how you do it, I imagine. It depends if, if you put it into uh, soil that it's not used to, it's more likely to die. So you're supposed to blend it with the soil that it was already with. I mean, that kind of makes sense, given that we call we call it being uprooted. Like, if you're mm. moved from place to place, say, like, kids that move from place to place because the parents are always moving jobs. Mm-hmm. We call that uprooting, don't we? Up, yeah. Uprooted. Because you lay your roots in wherever it's yeah. you call home. Um, of course, home is where you put your hat, where you lay your hat. So you hang your hat. So where you hang your hat, but anything also can be a hat. Country roads take you home. Yeah, country roads can't be hats until you put them on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moss was supposed to be generally quite good for plants, so immobility was good. Um, and yeah. So the three potentials are Rolling Stone Gathers No Moss is an American uh, idiom from the 1800s, which suggested that it's disaster the, the traveller yeah, doesn't uh, gather moss. Um, or it's an old ancient English proverb suggesting that essentially the if the warriors from different tribes whenever they would get lost, the whole idea is remaining calm and gathering meant like understanding. Um, have you never used it that way? No. All right. Okay. You uh, know, so well, I gather that you would do that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I suppose I've used it like that. Um, but yeah, it was like a, it's using it as a direction, mm. like a, a compass, like looking at the North Star or whatever like that. But you obviously you can't always look at the North Star because of the clouds. Yeah. Night clouds. That is true. It. They do call it night clouds. I hear people call it night clouds all the time. <laughs> Get inside. The night clouds are forming. And the third one was? <laughs> and the third one was uh, related to uh, trees that whenever you kept replanting them, they would give less fruit. So but I... also less moss in general. So I think that it's number one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's number one. Because it strikes me that you've probably grabbed the ancient English one from the fact that we're supposed to be reading an ancient English book at the moment. Which I'd entirely forgotten. Which you'd entirely forgotten. And the third, the third one, because... You did all English. Mm. Yeah. The third one, because we had that guy. John Hayward. We've had John Hayward before, and I suspect you just thought, oh, I'll use him again because it's easy. <laughs> so I'm going to go for number one okay. and say that it's an American idiom from the 1800s. It does make sense, doesn't it? You were wrong. Ah. It's uh, John Hayward. Um, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't plan it that way. You it, just, you just I, I just went. Rolling Stone gathers moss, and I was like, "Wait a minute, we've definitely done that." And then we hadn't done it because if you don't know, you can go onto the uh, cast.zy.io to the previously discussed idioms, um, and there's a list there. And there's a whole list. You can search for it. You can always submit them, but I'm not sure how much fan mail we actually get. Uh, I haven't checked. I honestly haven't checked recently. Although this is episode 48, and I did sort of say we should go on hiatus at 50. 50's the one. Yeah. So this is episode 48, so we've got this and two more. Hopefully we'll be able to actually get people back in for episode 50. <laughs> what if you do a massive push? Um, just get everyone. God, that'd be a nightmare to edit as well. Just have everybody around the microphones. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Let's make it happen. So yeah. So uh, 1500s. So uh, the the similar wordings. Uh, there's a guy called Erasmus who was around from like the 1400s to 1500s, um, who translated a similar phrase. Um, a lot of it's kind of variations of the same thing from Latin. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to write it out because it was really bad. Because then I'd have to read it out. Once you write it, you got to read it. That's the rule. <laughs> Dems the brakes. It's Dems the brakes an idiom. Dems the brakes. Dems the brakes. I don't know. It sounds like the sort of one that Ben had come up with. Yeah, about give, rhythm is a dancer. Give us that Latin again, then. Give us the. Uh, oh give us the Latin. That right. Where are we? Where, 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 where,
non-coalescent. So it sounds like coalescence. It does so like sound coalescing. Like, it does sound like coalesce. Ye- yield little thr- fruit, essentially. That's the cheat with Latin, yeah. though. You just work. You, you just work out what the yeah. root word is. This is true. If you cut a tree, though, um, clo- too close to it, like too close to spring, before it buds, it will give less fruit, as we found with our plum tree. Ah. I feel like, no, I didn't mention that last week, where we, we, we needed to cut it back. It was absolutely massive. Needs to do with our apple one as well, but we've forgotten. We've got a lot of rotting apples on the tree. Ah. Uh, well, maybe I could always order it. You don't happen to have an apple press, do you? I don't have an apple press, I can apple make press, a lot of no. juice. We'll just be drinking it all day long. You can make some Bramley apple pie. You can, make some, you can make something that involves mushy apples. Yeah, we'd also need twice as much sugar as I currently own. Um, they are those kinds of apples. We do at the moment have convenience stores that stock sugar. Maybe not like after. Do we? Are there any good local uh, um, stores? There's no. a local shop, but it's for local people. All right, there's nothing for you here. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, we only got a single plum. A single plum. My daughter ate it. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. You should try and get a single plum every year. Yeah, to start some sort of tradition. Oh, that's like there is another one, but it's too high up for me. <laughs> so well, I need so a, there's not a sing- kind of. There's not like a single a plum. You just need a step ladder for the other one. <laughs> yes, wait a minute. I've solved it. All those plums up there rotting away. That's how you get wasps um, or sky ants. I had an argument with my step ladder the other day. Did you? Yeah, so uh, it wasn't my real ladder. Woo! I heard two other terrible jokes <laughs> on the way from a Adam Buxton podcast. He said like. Um, what do you what do you call the Pope in fancy dress? Don't know. A blessing in disguise. <laughs> I'm saying, and what's the drug of what's the drug of choice for sage comedians? Wisecrack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's gold. I love where we're at the point where we're just recycling jokes from other podcasts now. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Can you remember what my idiot was? Um, wait, I've got it. Uh, bless you, little cotton socks. I love the fact you stared at your feet when he said that as well. I often do when I'm thinking <laughs> of you, Adam. Thanks, I think. <laughs> Where are your socks? What does bless your cotton socks mean? When would you use it? Who have you heard say it? And You just then. Well, or um, you say it in a kind of disparaging way of like, um, oh, bless you, Cotton socks. Oh right, so you so you'd use it in a sort of sarcastic fashion. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it to an adult in a normal way. Actually, it's quite creepy. I don't want to say it to an adult at all. You'd say it to a kid, probably in a legitimately like fawning way. You're like, oh, you actually have little cotton socks. I will bless them with my holy water I keep in the well. Yeah, you keep uh, holy water in your well. Yeah, well, there's I keep a priest down there. It's like keep it, keep it extra holy. What's the name of the priest in the well? Uh, Father John, obviously. Father John. <laughs> Father John's holy well. It's like... well holy. Oh, yeah, sounds like an American infomercial. Um, so yeah, I generally use it as, as a sort of term of affection or endearment. Although I, I read that in a few different places, backed it up, and, but I've put here, more recently I feel like I've heard it in a sarcastic fashion. Yeah. Like you said, I, I don't think I've heard bless your cotton socks. It, to me, it, it, it rings of the... Um, you know, like the American South, where they go like, oh, bless your heart, that yeah. sort of thing. It rings to me like that. It's very sarcastic, sort of, a, a, almost a put-down, backhanded, yeah. backhanded compliment, yep. maybe. Um, good. Yeah, bless her cotton socks for doing something that meant going out of her way to help someone else uh-huh. would be like another example of that. Um, but yeah, I came to the same conclusion. It's, it was and is a term of affection or endearment, and you still might hear an old person say that of like a child, and a lot of the... They were it was children centric, yeah. so yeah. all of the idiom was surrounding. Yes, um, mm-hmm. you would more use it towards children than an adult because it just sounds a bit weird if you were to say like Terence, ah, oh, bless your cotton socks. Sounds odd. I'm just like, 
Yeah, I want. I want to. I want to hit you now. Yeah. Um. So I've got two possible origins for you, and I want you to tell me <gasps> which of these you think is the real one. Okay, I'm ready. Hold on. Let me brace myself. Oh, I just need to shuff. It's not bracing in here today. Who? <laughs> Uh, the Neck first racing. one, the first possible source. One source cited Eric Partridge's Dictionary of Catchphrases, in which he records, bless your little cotton socks, which he dates from around 1905. He regards it as British, middle class, but gives no examples. Oh, great. <laughs> great. And number he, two? He also suggests oh. that the longer phrase is, bless your little heart and cotton socks. And I don't know why I did that in a bad American accent, but bless your little heart um, and cotton socks. Where was socks. this from? Uh, this is Eric Partridge's Dictionary of Catchphrases. Was he American? Uh, it doesn't list him as an American, so yes. Okay, sure, okay. <laughs> Even doubt, American. Um, the, the author of one of this particular site said um, that the cotton socks bit was added to the phrase, bless your little heart, and that the original phrase was, bless your little heart. Bless your little heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then it evolved into, bless your little heart and cotton socks, and from there, bless... When did socks become popular? And then from there, bless their little cotton socks. Mm. The second potential one is that it comes from a George Edward Lynch Cotton, an English clergyman who asked for donations of warm socks during his missionary work in Calcutta, which is now Kolkata, which is what I was trying to remember the other day. Kolkata, is it? Old ladies spent some time knitting socks for Bishop Cotton, as he became known, and sending them to India. The bishop blessed them used in his school. He blessed items used in his schools, including socks. Right. Some shipments would arrive with the label "socks for cotton's blessing" on the side. All right. <laughs> and a further evolution to the story, which sounds like a bit of a stretch to me, is that when the bishop died, yeah. apparently slipping and falling into the Ganges before disappearing, a missive was sent to the archbishop, bishop, who was asked, "Who will bless his cotton socks now?" <laughs> no one. As he closed the storybook and said, no one would have believed the events of that night. It's, uh, so you're saying it's a little bit far-fetched? So the two possibles are, it's either from Eric Partridge's Dictionary of Catchphrases, and it's an evolution of yeah. bless their little hearts. Did you, or, did you say that I said it was far-fetched? I thought you said it was far-fetched. Or is the other source, <laughs> Wait, George, <laughs> George Edward Lynch Cotton, right. an English clergyman working in what was Calcutta. Hmm. Okay. It is crazy. I want to go for number one. But um, number two was very well thought out, but but very, very well thought out ones are your speciality. Um, I'm going to have to go for number one. Okay, it's number two. Ah, damn, <laughs> it's actually right. Uh, it, a lot of sources, including um, Eric Lynch, George Edward Lynch Cotton's Wikipedia page, have the, have the story. And a lot of um, uh, citations come cover that story as being true. <laughs> That's um, mental. It is true that he existed. It's also true that he disappeared when he fell into the Ganges and nobody ever saw him again. And he had boxes of socks called yep, and For he, Cotton's Blessing. Yep, and he had he had boxes of socks sent out to him and apparently he blessed everything that went to his socks? School. What were they missing? It, it was everything. It was everything. It was just socks were a common one because right. socks wear out quite a lot and it was for the poor. So right. the people would just knit socks and send them. And it Darn was them. Cotton That's what I'd say about the people with the socks. Damn. I quite like that because I did. I when I started researching it, I was like, "There is no way this has actually got an interesting history behind it." That it's is just gonna mad. Be... Yeah, it's crazy. It's good. I like it. That's really good. Um, it's apparently a UK Australian sentiment as well. Mm. See, so it's not US at all. For some reason, in my head, I had it as a US problem yeah, because yeah. I, I associated it with like the southern um, faux. What, where's uh, the little compliment. bit coming from? Um, it was it always little? Just because they were little, because they were kids, because he was a, oh, he was kids, a missionary right, 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 in right. a school. He was a missionary in a school, so that's where that comes from. Mm. Um, 
one site did say that not much is known about the origin, but it was one site of like 50. Oh, right. Okay. That said so it, we... it was definitely from this one guy that was in Trapatsi. 1905. Uh, so he was, his years were 1813 to 1866. Oh, and what are my years, Adam? <laughs> uh, yours are 1990, possibly 1989. I can't remember when you were born. When were you born? I'm asking you. I don't know. 1987? 1987? Yeah. Bloody hell, you're old. Right. Um, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> to, we don't know, a question mark. It's, it's on that Wikipedia, you know, where they put a dash, but they don't actually fill it. Oh, is Terrence going to die soon? Because he's still alive. You know, right. like age in brackets. Yes. Yeah, to dot, dot, dot. Age. <laughs> Maybe we fell into the Ganges. He died as he lived. That's the bit that, you know. Sodden. <laughs> that's the bit about this story that actually intrigues me. Because... Yeah. Where did he go? He died in the Ganges. He probably died in the Ganges, but... Did he go into the Ganges? Yeah, he actually fell into the Ganges. He's dead. Yeah. He's well dead. To be fair, the Ganges are pretty grim and were pretty grim, and there's been been several efforts to clean up the Ganges, but there's also a lot of, we don't want to clean up the Ganges from the locals and things like that, because they think it's a holy river, don't they? Oh, yeah, but they also wash and do everything in that. There's corpses floating down the Ganges. It's not a pleasant river. It's not ideal, no, Adam. No, um... But, you know, that's really... I like, I like that story. That's, that's religion. That's mad, but... I absolutely love it. It's it, As I said, when I started out looking for it, I was like, oh, there's not going to be a very interesting history behind this. But no, it turns out George Edward Lynch Cotton. And how weird is it that, bless your little cotton socks, also like Mr. Cotton? Yeah. What would you go so far as to say it's your favourite idiomatic um, etymology of recent times? I will choose a favourite and bring it for episode 50. Fantastic. Oh, so you've got one. You've been hoarding it. I expect you to do the same. Oh, oh, God. Right, okay. Oh, it's such pressure. Oh, your bees are sweat like a manga bees are sweat. Like, ah. Oh. I should clarify. We're, Rubbing we're, my knees. Oh, I'm nervous. I should clarify. All we're doing is um, deciding what to do in the future. Either more episodes of Money for Old Rope or mm. some alternative podcast of some description. Oh, I see. Um, possibly just a two dudes talking, three dudes talking, three people talking. Just a couple of guys hanging out. So Shooting many, the breeze. There's so many podcasts that's just two dudes talking or yeah. three people talking. And would you say they are very popular podcasts, Adam? I'd say they're very popular. I, I think the problem with those podcasts is that they usually come from people that are already popular. Right. Oh, yeah. People so, who have gained the trust of the audience. Yeah, a podcast is just cheaters. Another, it's just another medium. I, I would say cheaters, yes. I, I believe they are cheaters. Um, but yeah, bless your cotton socks. I think it's still used quite a lot as well. I, I have heard it a lot. Certainly from older people more yep. than anything else. And again, yeah, usually directed at children like, oh, bless his little cotton socks and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think I've heard anyone in sort of like... anyone would use it. Our yeah. bracket use it. Yeah. Our age bracket. No, no. And I mean, um, I'm younger than you. Consider, apart from if you're doing it in a, um, in a kind of fake way. Yeah, sarcastic fake way. Well, yeah. Yeah, sarcasm. Maybe. Do you have any podcast recommendations? Do I have podcast recommendations? Because yeah, I got um, one. I've actually, for you. I've actually broken my phone at the moment, so I can't. Oh, I can't you listen have. To any. Why, and why? How come you haven't got a new one now? Um, the, Is it on the contract. Now the Apple what? events on Wednesday, so I'm just waiting to see what they come out with. Right. Okay. And then I'll make a decision. I'll either go with them or I'll mm. change. I'll probably go with Apple because I'm pretty wrapped up in the Apple ecosphere you're at stuck, this point. You're full in there. I have had Android phones in the past. It just never took me. I've had several Android phones. I've just never. I don't doubt. Some never... of my best friends are Android phones. <laughs> Um, podcast recommendations Um, Accidental Tech Podcast is pretty good Um, Hello Internet is okay although Brady can be annoying sometimes and one more James O'Brien Unfiltered with James O'Brien oh wow (laughs) Uh, for a very niche podcast recommendation for like a socially liberal um, broadcaster in London 
Yeah, it's not yeah, a really yeah. niche podcast recommendation. But is it good? Is it lesser him? It's trying he, to half bullying people on the phone. No, he interviews people, so he basically That's he does better. very little talking. Actually, it's usually just personalities that he talks to. Like uh, Mark Steele was on a recent one, and it was really really funny podcast mm. and well worth a listen. Um, yeah, less of him just shouting at callers or callers shouting at him, yeah. which is I, basically his radio. I'm obviously show. smarter than you, therefore I'm going to rip you a new one instead of trying to convince you. Yeah, yes. But I do enjoy that. Don't get me wrong, yeah, I will watch en- it. It's, it's entertaining. It's pretty much just reaffirming everything I know and love and agree with. Oh, um, um, honourable mention to no such thing as a fish. No, no such thing as a fish, because we've mentioned that before on no the podcast. No such thing as a fish, what's that? It's the QI Elves one. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah very I've funny. listened to that. It's very, very funny, that one. Um, my main recommendation, I'm quite sad that I'm up to date, oh. is this one called Slow Burn. And it's by, um, you know, Slate magazine. They've got like a, um, and kind of really good investigative journalists, or maybe just really good researchers. It's probably mm. just researchers. Mm. And um, each season's about, um, well, the first one's about Richard Nixon, Watergate, and the impeachment, and all the things that led up to it. And it's like watching The Wire, if you ever did that. You I, watched that? I didn't, but Sam's been yeah. trying to get me to watch it, The Wire for five like years. It's like little bits of clues leading up and why they did this and how it just escalates. And you just kind of, you get a bit more empathy for people. And then you're like, if it, if one person didn't accidentally say that um, to the investigators that he had recordings of the White House, he was saying, oh, no, we can prove this because here's some transcripts. And like, transcripts? From where? <laughs> and the, and the, the intern was like, uh, what? You said transcripts? <laughs> and they said, what? And they ended up subpoenaing. Yeah, and it's crazy. And the second season's about um, Bill Bill Clinton and, uh, and all the scandals um, that led up to it, however oh, small. Wait, 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 what's her name? Uh, Monica Lewinsky. Uh, Monica Lewinsky, god damn it. You had to, you had to yeah. get in there, didn't you? Sam? I didn't realise it was more, it was it was really in-depth relationship between those two. She, it was like years. I'm pretty sure or maybe she, a year. I'm pretty sure she wants it like dropped entirely. She wants people to stop talking about it now. She's, well, she's, uh, she's like um, an advocate for against shaming culture and things like that. And mm. she does TED Talks and she's really... Because she's essentially suffered from PTSD from the way people Shocking. treated it. You look back and it's absolutely awful yeah. how people dealt with it. And yet Bill Clinton kind of gets a pass when really... Yeah, it's it's bad. Anyway, I'd, re- I'd fully recommend listening to the podcast. What's it called? And uh, Slow Burn. Slow Burn. Slow Burn. And the it's just lots of little things that lead up to things that will trip up a president later on. And how if one thing goes one way, then the entire course of history changes. Nice. Really good. I'll have to listen to it. I, I am massively behind on all of my podcasts due to the aforementioned not having a phone. Yeah, that um, would do it. It's because I, I listen to podcasts in, in just... Like I got home today, and my usual um, sort of things to do would be, you know, load the dishwasher, put the washing machine on, fold some laundry. While I'm doing all that, I'm usually listening to a podcast at the same time, yep. and I feel lost at the moment because I can't. I ended up putting on a YouTube video of a random DevOps talk yeah. just because I needed some background noise to listen to, and that's really bad. Like, there's yeah. definitely, um, I'm definitely getting some sort of reliance on just having noise in my head there. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I only have listened to it in the car. That's they were it. good for that. When I used to drive, years ago when I actually used to drive to work, it was really nice to be able to listen to that mm. and or BBC Radio 4 or the World Service, depending on what time of day it was. Oh, I need to listen to the shipping forecast. Uh, which brings me on to this podcast called 99% Invisible. Oh, I've heard um, of this. Yeah, uh, there's, apparently there's like 320 of them. And one of the episodes is about um, shipping forecast. Hmm. But it's just little, uh, they're only about half an hour long. 
for the most part. And they just, like... they just pick, a, like the recent one was about the first straw. Um, the only problem with it is that the, the presenter has absolutely no personality whatsoever. It's so <laughs> dry. Um, but it kind of works for it. And it's, um, it's well, it's worked for us for like 50, 50 odd episodes, forty eight episodes. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hoping to grow a bit of personality at some point. Um, it's okay, Terence. We'll help you. I have heard of that one though. That has crossed yeah. my radar. Um, again, it's another one that I'm pretty sure I might have listened to one or two episodes of. It's got a nice um, picture as well. But I can't click on it because this Google Podcast app is frustrating. Mm. I just want to click on the image and look at it big. I mean. I have thought about what we could do in terms of podcasts because I enjoy doing this. Um, the only problem with Money for Old Rope is it's the one that takes the most editing. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This surely this doesn't require any editing. No, this, today. this this is all right. Is it because is it because Ben's not here? When there's three or four of us, it gets quite complex. Um, right. I do it all on here as well. I do all my editing on the iPad because it's got an, an app called uh, Ferrite. Here's um here's nice. a look behind the scenes. I use Ferrite for it because mm. it allows cutting really really easily as opposed to. Oh, yeah. I used to use Audacity and GarageBand. Audacity is like dealing with spectrograms. It's really quite complicated. Yeah, Audacity is very difficult. It's it's a jewel. It's a jewel of an application, and I'm very glad it's open source. But it's very very awkward to use. Right. It's like Blender. Blender's brilliant for 3D modeling, but you need a PhD in it first. Perfect. <laughs> or uh, or GIMP. Or to be honest, OpenOffice. Let's face it, I just want to know where all the right things are, and it doesn't... Yeah, open off it. You can get a theme for a GIMP um, that makes it look like Photoshop. Yeah. That just makes it look like Photoshop. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we could... I mean, there are options. We could do... I like the idea of the film one, where mm. I just watch films that everyone keeps telling me to watch, and I've never got around to. And you discuss it afterwards. And we discuss it afterwards. That's a lot more work on your part. It is. That's the only problem with it. It mm. would literally require me to find two hours in my schedule each week, uh-huh. which I don't have at the moment. No, no. Um, I could, I could probably find it somewhere, but it'd be very disjointed. And then there's, you know, there's the one that me and Sam discussed ages ago, which was like, um, I think we called it a month to live or mm-hmm. where, where, um, you challenge the other person to go off and learn something for a month. So you might say like, Adam, you've always wanted to learn guitar, go and learn guitar. We'll meet back here in a month and we'll discuss how awkward you found it and how you're completely tone deaf. Uh-huh. I think that'd be quite a good one. That sounds pretty good. But that requires even more work. You've got to learn guitar every episode. <laughs> You've got to learn the guitar every episode. I think this is like, there's a comedy version of that where someone has to learn a new skill every month and do it. We had uh, metal versus metal as well, which was metal as in physical, metal, iron, steel. Right. Versus metal as in M-E-T-T-L-E-L. Anyway, um, nous. not you're, you're sort of noggin. Right. Thinking metal. Thinking metal. Oh, metal. Metal versus right. metal. And it was supposed to be uh, computers versus humans and what can a computer do better than a human. Turns out, everything. So yeah. it's really, there's really no sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I consider this a great loss. <laughs> yeah. There's no real episode. There's no real... Um, when you actually get into it, there's no real story there. Although I still quite like the concepts. You just look at AI and things like that and where they've been the last few years. It's um, complicated. This episode has very much turned into a discussion rather than an actual podcast. It's fine. That's what editing's for. I might leave it all in, to be fair. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the listeners won't mind a bit of rambling at the end. Why have you got a pump on the floor? That's a... <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like... It's an air compressor. And to deck it, Geordie, Geordie Grove. <laughs> Biker what? Grove. Geordie Grove. Biker. Yeah. You're not allowed a pony Grove. in the Grove, Jeff. Um, wasn't that the one with uh, Ant and Deck? Didn't yeah, that's what I mean. Biker Whenever he gets shot in the eye playing paintball, he's like, BJ! <laughs> His eyes! He's blind! I can't tell why you're taking... He got the, shot in the eyes, Jeff! Why, why are you taking the mick out of Geordie's turn? It's just him in the video. It, that's accurate. That is a very accurate demonstration of that whole thing. He can't he see! 
<laughs> and he's like got yellow paintball on his eyes. It's not good because then he's blind. But it, you know, there's a there's a whole acting wealth of acts to do for them. It's not the words I expected to say. It's the no, ones I said. Like you know what I mean? It was a great opportunity for them to learn how to act. But instead, immediately afterwards, they released. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready, ready. Let's get ready, ready. Let's get ready to rumble. Good song. <laughs> Less good rendition. I'm going to learn the guitar and play that song. About as good as rendition. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a paint paint thing. Cool. So most of the stuff in this room is cosplay related. These days. <laughs> There's like podcasting equipment on in a small corner of the room and the rest of it is just cos- I'm surrounded cosplay. by paraphernalia and there's two wigs next to me. I don't know what's going on. There's, wow, what's that? Oh no, it's another microphone stand <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> oh God, I should probably wrap up, shouldn't I? I'm getting a bit giddy now. If I can find my actual notes, I'm wrapping up. My eye is itchy. I feel like I rubbed the cat in my eye. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to leave a review in iTunes, stars in the Overcast app, or leave so a rating raw. in the podcast player of your choosing. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFOR Podcast, or feel free to email us on cast at zy.io. Relevant links from this episode are in the show notes, and our individual social media accounts are on the bottom. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening to this production by Vamp Nation, Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms, and also random rambling as well. It turns out, but it's.